Welcome to a soderific episode of the Mess All Podcast. It's obviously so delicious. podcast with avery and lena welcome to a so delicious episode of the mess all podcast as we did our reintroduction we have a whole bunch of soda themed items we have a couple sodas that we have or pops um i use the term pop i i think that's why it, I think canadians do yeah and we have pop flavored a couple pop flavored items so yeah. there's one of these that i'm really looking forward to so well, I'm looking Ooh. forward to all of them. Yeah, me too. Maybe not one of them, because I'm not a huge fan of one of the flavors that we'll talk yeah. about in a bit. Well, let's but get to it. Yeah. <laughs> what are we doing first here? We are doing Sweet Gypsy Root Beer Crunch. So we've talked about Sweet Gypsy before, Cochrane Chocolate Company, and we've talked about root beer before. So indigenous, I can't even talk. So indigenous Americans made sassafras drinks since the 16th century. Root beer was sold since the 1840s and first sold as a syrup and then combined with soda in the 50s. Pharmacist Charles Elmer Hines first made a root tea and sold it in 1876, and then he bottled it and added it to soda in 1886. So, hires root beer. In 1919, Roy W. Allen set up a root beer stand at a parade for World War I veterans in Lodi, California. His employee, Frank Wright, partnered with him for the first restaurant that they opened in 1923 in Sacramento for A&W Root Beer. So I tried to hold back my laugh for that whole time because the peanut gallery from another room <laughs> just yelled at us that it was 1929. <laughs> and it wasn't. So it's a root beer. I forgot to say it's a root beer crunch. Did I say that? Yeah. White chocolate root beer crunch. I'm looking forward Ooh, to this. I didn't realize it was white chocolate. I don't know. Everything we've had from Sweet Gypsy has been awesome. She, and every time we see her, she's a really nice lady too. So I really. She's enthusiastic about yes. talking about her product, yeah. projects. Products. I can't even <laughs> Projects, see. products. Same thing. <laughs> yeah. But she's an awesome lady. Nothing has disappointed us. I've been sitting on this for a while, and I'm looking forward to it. And look at that packaging. I just realized it was awesome Star Wars packaging around it. So Yeah. Yoda, and there's writing on their faces. It's like a Yoda face, a Chewbacca face, and it's writing. Ooh, that is not what color Ooh, I expected. it's gold chocolate. Or what was it called? It's white chocolate, yeah, but, but root beer crunch. Oh, yeah, but remember we had gold chocolate, blonde chocolate. I yeah. wonder if it's caramelized. Probably not. No. It's probably just that color from the root beer. Yeah, you know, that's what I was going to say. It's probably this color because, you know, unlike other white chocolate products, she probably used white chocolate, but also not so artificially done. Yeah. So that's why it came out with this awesome color. Yeah, I'm excited. Awesome. I don't. I didn't really like root beer till we had the... Blind Monk, was it? No, uh, Annex Ale. Yeah, Annex Ale root beer, and I love that. So, oh, there are some like is it chocolate chunk? Is it chocolate cookie? Let's see. It smells good too, like root beer. So that chocolate did not let me down. It was, I think I built it up so big in my mind, it didn't let me down at all. Yeah, yeah, I'd say it was perfectly balanced. The white chocolate, yep. and the root beer with that little crunch. Yeah, it, it was very balanced. Smoothness of the chocolate, the flavor of the root beer, the flavor of the white chocolate. They didn't overpower each other. I think the crunch was cocoa nibs. I think it was too. And 
I, you open the package for <laughs> anyone who doesn't know. He just ripped it open like a kid on Christmas morning. I was excited for it. I, I <laughs> like I've said, I've been excited for this for a long time, and I finally had a chance to open it, so um, I did. I don't know what I thought. I thought <laughs> I thought the crunch was somehow going to be root beer. <laughs> I, I don't know. That doesn't make sense. But no. But the the crunch didn't give it taste it just gave it nice texture yeah. it was small enough I, I think that it could have overpowered the white chocolate or the mm-hmm. root beer if it was like a cookie or something yeah it but, was it was nice to have a crunch in there almost like you said that wasn't like a cookie crumble like an oreo cookie crunch or like a cream what's it called a cookies and cream yeah and that's what i think um, about oreo cookies like i think cookies yeah. and cream relies on that too much like the white chocolate with cookies in there but yeah. this like the chocolate nibs I think they're very underutilized and they were perfect in this. Talking about a cookies and cream chocolate, white chocolate bar and this in the same breath does this is not even comparable. No, like, no. That's so sickly sweet and leaves a bad kind of flavor mm-hmm. in your mouth. Not this. Perfect. Was, yeah. We're going to Cochrane. Another <laughs> one. I hope that wasn't a limited flavor. I, I, I don't care if it was a limited flavor because every other one that I had from there has been spectacular. So I think if it was, I'm all right with that. But I, they have so many unique flavors yeah. that I don't know if I'd pick this one up again because even this was really good. The last one we had was really good. The one before that was really good. So I want to try everything that they have. Although, remember, we have one coming up in a future episode <laughs> at one point. So Yeah, but we have to get out to Cochrane, next Farmer's Market. We have to get out to Crossfield. We have Go to get to Red Deer, get some wine. Oh, wine. Cupcakes. We had good I had good cupcakes. Oh, yes. Yes, your cupcake sandwich idea. That's not my idea. That's <laughs> Buddy's sister on Cake Boss. So before we go on, we're extremely happy about this one. I don't know if anything's going to top it today, but let's bring an ad from our sponsors. The Mess Hall Podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network. Locally grown. Community support it. And this episode is brought to you by Rumi. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm going to play a little ad, and then we'll get back into the episode. Hi there. I'm Brendan a certified home inspector with Rumi. Do you have a problem that needs fixing? Whether it's big or small, inside or outside, let me help you find out what's really going on. You can call me by phone, or we can take a look together over video chat. Visit rumi.ca, that's R-U-M-I dot C-A, and go to Ask a Home Inspector to book your appointment with me today. Next up is a bit different. Um, well, I shouldn't say different, but Dr. Pepper Cotton Candy. Even know if I've had like I've had Dr Pepper. I don't even know if I like it. It's been a long time. I'm not a huge fan of Dr Pepper, but I want to try this. It looks unique. So, so it's the oldest soft drink brand in the U.S. So it was created in Waco, Texas, by Charles Alderton in the 1880s, and he first served it at the pharmacy he worked at in 1885, and then it was marketed to the rest of the U.S. in 1904. Of course, it was marketed as medicine, as an <laughs> energy booster and brain tonic. Ooh, brain tonic. We're not sure where the name comes from. Pep, the pepper. It, like, is it a real doctor? Possibly. There's some stories out there about some doctor. They looked at senses and there was a doctor who lived by one of the guys who owned the pharmacy at the time. But pep, maybe it gives a little pep in your step. That. So where does the ear come from? <laughs> And like I said, there were Dr. Peppers, but it's really seems to be reaching. Probably just doctor because it sounds more medicinal that way. Makes um, sense. Rumor has it that it contains 
prune juice, but this is a myth. This is a myth because it either people think it tastes like this, or it, that rumor was spread by a competitor who just talked about like the laxative effects of prune juice to try to get people not to buy mm-hmm. Dr. Pepper. There's been some different kinds, cherry, vanilla float, and this one intrigued me, berries and cream. So when we're talking about competitors of Dr. Pepper, are we talking like no-name ripoff brands? <laughs> sure. <laughs> just a competitor. So look at this. I opened it while you weren't looking and look at this color. <laughs> I don't want to say it's pink. It's like brick red. Brick pink? It's a little bit more pinkish or darker than insulation. <laughs> I know. That's what I was thinking. A little more little Dr. Peppery kind of ready. So that was a little bit better than I thought it was going to be. I'm not a huge Dr. Pepper fan. Or cotton candy fan, are or, you? Nah, it's all right. But yeah, the flavor was there. It was fine. I'm not going to hate um, on it. No, I really like it. I was, I ate it fast to see how that went and then just melted it. It had a nice Dr. Fle- Dr. Flepper. Dr. Pepper <laughs> flavor at the end. Like I don't really drink Dr. Pepper, but it has a nice flavor. That makes yeah. sense. That's a really good cotton candy for not like a, a flavor cotton candy yeah. compared to some we've had. Yeah. yeah, it was it was all right. We'll finish that bag. Yeah, I probably won't, but you will. Or <laughs> or I other people in the household. <laughs> so by the sounds of the air horns, it's bonus item time. Bonus. So we have blueberry yuzu sorbet, PC brand. So we all know. PC brand blueberries, but yuzu, what's yuzu you say? I did say that. I did some research, Wikipedia almost always, and then I found this. TheGuardian.com says, I'm going to read two quotes. The Guardian says, yuzu is a fruit that originated in China, now tends to be grown in Japan, and in its raw state, it's pretty ugly. It looks like, it looks a bit like a lime that fell off a lorry, and in fact, tastes a bit like that too. A sort of lime, lemon, and grapefruit. And the second one is from Diversivore. Yuzu tastes something like a combination of lemon, orange, and grapefruit with a slightly herbal quality that's difficult to put into words. That being said, the taste of yuzu is one part of the picture. Much of yuzu's culinary appeal derives from its powerful and highly unique fla- fragrance. Not flagrance. Thanks. Thanks for clearing that up. In case anyone thought <laughs> I thought flagrance was a word, it should be. I really enjoyed the look of this. Oh, it was half and half. Yeah, and like getting a spoonful that's half blueberry, half yuzu was was nice. It, I thought the blueberry had a really nice flavor, and I think it was the first time I ever had yuzu. Yeah, I think so too for me. But it had this like citrusy tartness, but then a sweetness at the end. First, I thought it was almost piney, and it had like a tingly sensation afterward. But then I put. <laughs> But then I was thinking. I don't know what's so funny about that. Kind of like gin. Uh, maybe. Like that, like that kind of like piney kind of taste. Juniper berry kind of thing? Just, yeah. I mean, there's no juniper berry in it. But yeah, I wanted the blueberry part to be a little more blueberry. I think it was sweeter than most blueberry sorbets, mm-hmm. but to make yeah. up from the t- tartness of the yuzu. But I think it could be. A, I thought it was a nice palate cleanser almost. Yeah, I was thinking of making a. I am thinking of making a float. With that and maybe lavender sparkling water. I've been thinking a float idea for the podcast. I was thinking which vanilla ice cream makes the best float or what pot yeah. makes the best float. But uh, that's for a different discussion. 
But I was just trying to think of something a little different than a float or something. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. It was a good change. One, we normally don't buy sorbet. We buy ice cream. Mm -hmm. Now this, I'm talking the past tense because this was supposed to go on the podcast last week when we did not typical (laughs) fruit and I forgot. So we're talking about it this week. But yeah, I thought it was good. Go out there and get some. Yeah. PC. They make some good stuff. Mm -hmm. So going from this lemon, lime, grapefruit kind of item let's have some seven up yeah (laughs) cherry seven up we have pop now coming actual pop coming up yes so cherry seven up seven up's been around since 1929 when the howdy corporation released bib now listen for this released bib label lithiated lemon lime soda it had lithium citrate in it until 1948 as in lithium the moon enhancing drug Huh. Until 1948. <laughs> it was sold as medicine. Of course, of course. like every pop or soda. Um, it then became 7-Up Lithiated Soda and then finally 7-Up in 1936. So why 7-Up? <laughs> like, <laughs> there's a couple of theories. Some This one's totally false, but some say it has a pH higher than 7. Not true. There's seven main ingredients in it. The atomic mass of lithium is 7. <laughs> it used to be sold in 7-ounce bottles really knows it just it's seven up somebody must know well wikipedia doesn't know <laughs> you know we all know that's the best place to get factual factual sources facts, where i yeah. get all my sources so never take what i say to be a hundred percent true so there's lots of different kinds in different countries france has a mojito flavor india has a salt lemon flavor cherry's been around since 1987 and there's one called DNL and it's called seven up, which is seven upside down because it's lowercase d, lowercase n, l. So that's like the look, like seven up upside down. It was, it's green in a clear bottle instead of clear in a green bottle and mostly lime with lemon instead of lemon with lime. Okay. So we, but we have cherry flavor. Yeah, we have cherry flavor. So it's not just a regular seven up and. It's beautiful. It's so pink. It is a nice color. It's a really pink color. I feel like I would have drank this when I was pregnant. When I didn't, when I like looked for pretty drink that were non-alcoholic. Let's throw that out there. It has such a nice cherry flavor at the beginning. A little 7-Up kind of at the end, but that's a nice subtle cherry. It doesn't seem to mix like cherry Coke, say, where you get the mixture. It seems to be cherry and then 7-Up. Yeah, you're right. You're right about that. That's not necessarily a bad thing. Cherry at the front, seven up at the back. It's like the mu- <laughs> it's like, it's like the mullet weird. of soft drinks. <laughs> it's like some sort of weird party. <laughs> Cherry all sophisticated. I can't even talk. What's wrong with my mouth tonight? Yeah, just like mullets. Cherry Very sophisticated. Is like the front, all business, all like fruit and healthy, and then Sprite in the back. No, I, I think it's the other way. But yeah, the way the flavors came, I guess. It's beautiful. It is a very nice color, and it was a decent drink. So. I wonder how good it would be with the... Uh, in a float? No, I was thinking mixed with raspberry white chocolate rum. I think it would get lost. I think the cherry yeah. is so subtle that it might get lost. Yeah. Hey, well, let's get yeah. another drink into us. I've been dying to have night, some... So uh, we're, like, <laughs> I was dying to have some more pop. I was dying to have like a another lemon lime flavored yeah. soda. Almost like a seven, uh, a seven upside down. But we have Sprite Limeade. Um Sprite mixed with lemon, but it's not actually lime with lemon. It's like L Y M A D E, 
but it's Sprite mixed with lemon and lemon juice. So Sprite was invented in West Germany in 1959 and sold as Clear Lemon Fanta. And then two years later, it was brought to the U.S. and they called it Sprite to compete with 7-Up. I mean, I don't think it had lithium in it ever. Let's just throw that up there. And then in 1968, it became Sprite in Germany too. Now, a study in China did an experiment on 57 different drinks to see if they helped with a hangover. And Sprite was said to help reduce nausea, vomiting, and headache, so a hangover, because it shortens the exposure to acetyl, oh, let me try this again, acetaldehyde, which is responsible for those symptoms. <laughs> so just maybe we'll have some Sprite next time. I mean, I would never have a hangover. And there was a seven year, 75-year-old woman from Texas who ended up stuck in a ravine for two days when she swerved to miss, like, so she wouldn't hit an animal. She survived on th- two days on three cans of Sprite and some dirty, some dirty water. <laughs> <laughs> But no, nobody's given a shout out to the dirty water. <laughs> now, there's some interesting flavors. LeBron James had his own. Did you ever hear of this? No. It was called Sprite Six Mix and it had cherry and orange flavors. So there must have been six flavors. I don't know why. It was his number six. No. Okay. So, but all I read was cherry and orange flavor. There are also, I mean, I've used to be there. You can also get cherry, cranberry, and a cucumber one. Ooh, a cucumber sounds good. It might sounds be like cucumber it'd be refreshing. Lime. Yeah. This is, oh, so this looks, so it's cloudier than yes. Sprite. Um, <laughs> it looks like it's mixed with lemon juice. It's not as pretty as the 7-Up. And I don't have a preference between Sprite and 7-Up. I never had them back to back that I might have a preference. I don't care. A little tartness at the end, like more so than usual. But it wasn't anything yeah. like, wow, I have to have this flavor of Sprite over regular Sprite. We've been sitting on this can for a while, and yeah. it might not have been worth saving. No, but it is made with 1% real juice. Basically a superfood. <laughs> but yeah, that's, I don't have much to say about it. It, was, it wasn't bad. It just wasn't like, why did it, I'm asking myself, why did they go through the effort to make this new yes. flavor? Yeah. With the Cherry 7-Up? I understand. With this? I don't know. But it wasn't bad. Yeah. Let's think about it a little bit more and we'll bring you an ad from our sponsor. This episode of the Mess Hall Podcast is brought to you by the Calgary Foundation, proudly supporting community needs for 65 years. Empathy, kindness, generosity. We are united in our desire to give, to inspire hope, and transform the lives of people who are struggling in turbulent times. And the Calgary Foundation is here to help. From mental health programs to environmental causes, the Community Knowledge Center website features profiles of charitable organizations, all searchable by areas of interest. Be inspired by compelling stories. Be informed of innovative work. Be responsive to the needs. To connect to the hundreds of outstanding charitable organizations serving our community, visit ckc.calgaryfoundation.org. To learn more about the Calgary Foundation, visit calgaryfoundation.org. So what did you think? Oh, that chocolate bar blew me out of the water. Yeah, we we shouldn't have had that first because I think we knew it was going to be better than everything else. And everything else after that was sort of a letdown. We should have had the pop first. I'm not a huge pop drinker, so that's a little unfair. But No, but but I like 7-Up. I like Sprite. They were both fine. But like I said, I don't know why they went through the limonade to make that Sprite. I think it tastes better than regular Sprite. 
Right. But I'm not going to go out of my way to find it if they happen to be sitting. If I was getting Sprite and it was just as yeah. easy to get that one as regular Sprite, I'd get it. But Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'd probably just get a Sprite right now just to see how they match up. But That's um, too much work. And that Dr. Pepper cotton candy was really good, too. It was a unique cotton candy. It was surprising. I, I was surprised I liked it as much as I did. Yeah. I don't. It doesn't make me want to go out and drink some Dr. Pepper, but it does make me want to f- try some Pepsi or Coke cotton candy. <laughs> Something strong like that. Yeah. 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 I can't wait to get more chocolate bears. And We're I going can't to wait till we stop recording yeah. and I eat the rest of that chocolate. Bear. <laughs> <laughs> so, what did you have to eat this week? Oh, your smoked burgers that you made yesterday. That yeah. smoked stuffed burgers with cream cheese, sun dried tomatoes, and fresh herbs, was it? Uh, fresh basil. Bocconcini, and not, some hot banana peppers. Not cream cheese. I'm no, there was cream off. cheese in there, oh, too. Oh, okay, okay. And with a smoked uh, potato salad? Yeah. yeah that was, it was really good last night, but it was even better today, leftover for lunch. So I ate the potato salad uh-huh. cold, but I put the hot burger on top. I nice. Kind of crum- I didn't have it on a bun. I just put it on top of the potato salad. I had better. mine on a bun, and it was great. Uh, just that I, I had a cold. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I could have had a cold. Yeah, it was still good. Yeah. Um, but it was really nice to get out there and use a smoker. I probably smoked them for about two and a half hours. They were still juicy inside and delicious and had a really nice smoke ring on it. So. Yeah, I think that's the best thing I had in the last mm-hmm. little while, even though we had chicken wings and nachos <laughs> over the weekend, too, but. It was yeah. the burger that, and the, no, and the smoke, I would never have thought to smoke a potato. I, I don't think I've ever, well, I don't think I've ever smoked potato. I don't, no, I know that. Didn't. <laughs> and I know I've never smoked burgers before, but the only reason I put the potatoes on is because I didn't want to turn on the oven and I knew I was going to be out smoking for a couple hours. Uh, I planned on three hours, but they came out in two and a half ish. Yeah, yeah. But the potatoes were in there just as long and they came out perfectly cooked and. Yeah, I wasn't planning on having smoked potato salad. Just happened because of laziness. Um, what did you have to eat besides that? <laughs> we had tuck tuck tie. I like the packaging on it. I thought that was really cool the way it was like folded up and then like almost like a lotus, lotus flower. flower yeah, and then you opened it, it up and it. Yeah, it was it was really nice. I had you had the pad thai right, and yeah. I had green curry, but I also got the candied cauliflower. Oh, yes, really yes, that was right. Deep fried cauliflower with a nice sauce. Oh, we also had Korean fried chicken this week. Yes, I had the noodles. I yes. think we're mixing <laughs> up weeks. Do we? I can't remember. I think Tok Tok Thai was a couple last week. But it was close enough. I mean, yeah. if ever we're questioned by the cops <laughs> and they really need an alibi, we can't really say what day we had Tok Tok Thai if it was in the last week or so. <laughs> no, but the, I, don't think I had the Korean fried chicken on a sub, so yeah, that was nice. It was something was different. Good. Yeah, and I had it on the noodles with spring rolls. Yeah. Yeah, you had vermicelli, wasn't it? Yeah, that's the word. Yeah. And I forget what kind of sauce. I want to say it was. It was. It was sweet and sour. There was. It was there a homemade sweet and sour. Uh, I forget the name of it, but dark red. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, it was. Both were good. I enjoyed them both. I feel there's something else I had, but I don't know. I eat so much. Yeah, it's almost like a daily thing around yeah, here. Yeah, several times a day. I must eat three meals a day. <laughs> Actually, that's a lie. Sometimes I don't eat breakfast. 
No, but I those were the things that stood out for me. I, yeah. I'm looking forward to smoking some more stuff this summer. I'm looking forward to taking a barbecue judging course soon too. I'm looking forward to you doing all of that stuff. <laughs> I'm actually looking forward to making a pop cake, which I bought a boxed cake and you mix in a can of pop. Yes. Because it's egg free and making that again. Yeah, it's been a while since we had that. Yeah, I got a vanilla cake mix and I'm going to make a cherry set, use the cherry seven up. That's my plan. I'll let you nice. guys know how it turns out. But that's it from us. So keep on eating.